Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special rendition of Crit Files. We are gathered here today uh, solely for the purpose of unpacking the crits and the other things that happened in this game. Did anybody roll crits in this? I don't remember. There had to have been yeah, some. I think so. Yeah, a couple of ones, yeah. I think. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but. 20s. We're getting together to unpack the traveling festival because we didn't get a chance to do it right after our session. And boy, howdy, we have a lot to unpack. But first, I'm Rhett, and joining me around the proverbial podcast table is uh, Milo. Um, as well, I, I played Obdi Mazingo. <laughs> uh, Dash, formerly Elias Gold. And Caleb, I think I'm actually going to be Rumnum Grant Grip for the foreseeable future. I, I'm giving up on Caleb Hood. <laughs> Test out the wheels That's, and run this. Yeah, yeah he's, yeah. he's way cooler than me. So you just start uh, acting like that around your wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm uh, Alex, who uh, dungeon mastered for the traveling festival. And Excellent. a good job too. And and, and we have Woody fun. too. Woody That's is right. Here. I forgot. <laughs> I I was also Woodrow Bimbleson, the purveyor of quibbles. Um. So the last session. I, I meant to go back and like re-listen to it. I should have uploaded it for everybody so we could refresh ourselves, but you know, that's didn't happen. So um <laughs> but uh oh Jesus fuck. What the fuck happened last session? <laughs> last, well, the very last session was in the Fey Wild you tried Fey to Wild. uncover who the uh we're, yeah, imposter to... was and Ended up on the, the moon, moon lady and then the, the, the moon lady. Okay. The thank winter you. queen. The party. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I had to listen to the episode that we that we released today. Today is uh, a Monday. So our episodes go out and I had to listen to the final uh, leg of our, our vampire arc with vampire oh. hunter spider. So mm-hmm. that was fresh in my mind. But yeah. So in this episode, we had to go to the Fey wild. We had to uh, do some social deduction, which uh, and it kind of came down to a, a party splitting vote. Woody against everyone else. Woody was correct, of course. Um, I, I would just like to interject and say <laughs> I nailed it from the fucking get go. Yeah, said, you should have stuck oh, to your guns. Yeah, that's the winner queen. I just I just knew it because, you know, and that was probably like the DM side of me when it was where I was like, oh, it's, it's probably, you know, in a twist of fate. It's the first and that is like, please help me, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was sweat. I was sweating when that happened. You were like, oh, it's you, isn't it? I'm like, well, she does have to answer and it is yeah. her. What's funny is sometimes I get into this habit and it's it's hard to break. But since we've been doing one shot so often, I'm thinking all the time about how I would have DM'd something. And in this instance, when we're playing, I'm like, OK, is he doing the old ret trick where whatever they say is what's going to happen or <laughs> let, them, let them write the story for you. Like even like no matter who we chose, it kind of seemed like we could have like come around to an ending that like brought us to a conclusion, which right. is really cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking I, the whole time I was like, is it, does it, you know, is he on to us or does he got something like <laughs> a little bit more locked in? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that, it was it was all. Yeah, all locked in right away. Um, when the name in the hat came up, that's when I was like, OK, <laughs> yeah. that that oddly, that made me less sure. <laughs> that was it. I, for no, me, I was like, yeah. oh, fuck, it's her. It's her the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, for for each of the different courts, I had, uh, you know, like clues that they might give out. Um, And for that court, they didn't care. And so I'm like, how do they pick? And I thought, oh, they just pick a name out of a hat. They put all the names in and they put a pick a name out of the hat. And it just always would come up as her as like some twist of magic fate uh, um, <laughs> that the people that don't care about it are going to guess correct. Get the right. That and, is the people that Balin would hang out with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing that that really threw me for a loop with the whole name the name in the hat thing is that i had rolled a one and a 20 (laughs) for that particular that was great test so i didn't know (laughs) if hey even a broken clock is right twice a day that's true that's true the clock rolls a crit failure every minute of every day it will be right at one point i've i'm still waiting for that other (laughs) Yeah, that, that other twelve o'clock to show yeah, up. That makes <laughs> sense. Um, uh, and I have a feeling that out of 
all of our episodes. So I feel like Rhett and I are probably the only ones that actually listen to our podcast ever. And depends on my mood. <laughs> Milo's nodding. Well, I listen to some yeah. some episodes. Yeah. But I feel I feel like this last episode of the traveling festival is most likely the one that all of us who might listen to just to hear who was right first about picking <laughs> the moon queen as the the actual baddie. What I love about going back and listening to the episodes, and I and I'll admit it really depends like on my life. Like sometimes I don't listen to them that often, and sometimes I'll go back and pick and choose or whatever. But lately, since I've been editing a lot of these, I do pick up on a lot of things, and it's I, I just love hearing the jokes that pe- somebody tried to make and maybe didn't get picked <laughs> up on, and like we're all playing and like doing our own thing, and like who knows, like maybe we're looking through our character sheet real quick and somebody cracks a joke, and it's like yeah, okay. But it was a great joke. Like, <laughs> and I just, I just remember like way back, even in, in my adventure, the Wealth Beyond Measure, like I was listening to Alex and Alex just mm-hmm. had all of these banging jokes every single time. And I, I did never acknowledge them when we were playing. <laughs> and it was like they were so funny after the fact. And I feel I feel like a lot of them stem straight out of common sense. Like Alex is a common sense joke. Story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of had the old the old Duroc thing where like, you know, my shtick with Duroc was that uh, like English or common was like his second language, you know, mm. <laughs> like the literal thing he would do. And he was doing it in that Eastern European accent. Oh, Alex was. So it was mm-hmm. like, he's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? There was one about somebody made a joke about halfling triplets but we were talking about two people or something like that and he's just like what triplets <laughs> anyway oh man yeah uh, i uh, i i don't listen back to episodes because i i hate my voice so every time it comes on i every time my my voice pops up in an episode i go i gotta turn this off i can't <laughs> i can't listen to me do my dumb bullshit it's exactly just exactly the same yeah I just, yeah as yeah. soon as as soon as i hear my voice i'm like nope Nope, nope. <laughs> the exact then, opposite for me. I'm like, whoa, there I am. Turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, babe, are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> and, and it's weird because this is this is from a guy who records himself regularly speaking by himself to strangers a lot, and I just I can't do it. I'm like, no, that's uh, gross. You sound terrible. Oh man. Well, it's different for for our podcast because it's not like something you can practice and get like tweak the next right. time yeah yeah even if it's like a good set i can't listen to it i'm, I'm still just like <laughs> so what do you even do with the recording like well rehearsed they just exist on my phone <laughs> <laughs> every now and then i'll go back to listen to listen back to something to be like how did i say that but uh, other than that yeah they just i use when i was there. when i was doing mics i'd always listen to my set like three or four times on the drive home because i had like a 30 minute drive home you know <laughs> I'd go through it a whole bunch. Um, Balin. Uh, yeah, what a turd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he seemed made pretty, another appearance. Yeah, he, yep. he seemed pretty cool. Like, I liked the crowd he was hanging with. Because he is cool. Well, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to have him be somewhere, you know, like he's he's always somewhere he doesn't want to be he's always like yeah. oh, i need to get to the next yeah, spot yeah. i want him to like have a little vacation like actually these guys are pretty cool i can <laughs> chill here for a little bit yeah this is going to be the one time he's pissed when he zips off to another Ex- yeah 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 at the end he gets like sucked up to the tree that they were hanging out in. he's like oh, damn it <laughs> no, one place that was cool <laughs> or he's somehow magically left on the moon by himself oh no oh yeah <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which that that whole the visual and scenery at the end, Alex was top notch. Like yeah. I, I loved I love the fact that we were wrong. I know I think you said that no matter what, we were gonna end up on the moon somehow. But yeah, it was how yeah. it happened, how it worked out, and how you you well because we uh, would have called her out. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We would have yeah, called her out like, she would have been like later. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was the thing, is like was all roads led to the moon. Yeah. You know, unless you guys did something, you know, way, way off then. Well, now um, I want to replay and see if we can avoid it. Break it. Oh, that was yeah. a, that was a really cool way to write it. I, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Something else that I really liked was uh um the way it was like the end of this traveling festival, and we had like all these like high up 
you know, people, yeah, kings and stuff, and they wanted to hear our stories, yeah, of our adventure, and mm-hmm. we got to tell the stories that we had like just experienced, yeah. like getting to this point. I really enjoyed that as kind of like wrapping up like the whole festival and and bringing it all together. I thought that was really neat, like yeah. a clip show. Yeah. Well, whereas mm-hmm. most of the trials involved us going to a place and then heading out to like solve some quest or whatever this trial was like show up to a party and like hang out you know so that was like it was kind of a fun it's a bottle episode yeah yeah well, we always we almost went after that um that yeah the other that took group. the orb yeah oh yeah yeah we almost Kestra, some, i think <laughs> we almost really derailed the, yeah. the entire quest just out there beating on some fey goons would we yeah, have yeah would, would that have <laughs> Uh, well, of course, you would have found something for fun for us to do. But were you expecting us to to follow them around or were you nervous when you we started no, talking about it? I actually I, I didn't plan on bringing that bit of info up until later. But then somebody was talking or listening to a group and the bartender. And I'm like, well, they they should get some information from the bartender. Mm. And that's where I dropped that bit of lore um yeah i think abdi and elias were schmoozing yeah bar. Can, yeah when you when you were tr- tricking the the um who's that one the insomnia collective interviewing yeah, yeah. oh yeah i was we like yeah then, go i've got him. i've got some clues I'll, I'll i'll have the bartender release some of the clues and and that's where that came from and so they're off trying to find them you know and i, <laughs> I think, think one of the one of them got past uh an insight check but that just made them uneasy about the whole affair. That yeah. was about it. I like I like that where it was left leaves hundreds of jumping off points in case we want to revisit this group mm-hmm. um, and, and this world because we've got contracts now that we can play pretty much anywhere. We've got um, uh, who else? There was somebody else that offered us a bit of money to do something if we wanted to. Yeah, the the different courts because that was the idea was like at the end of this festival you you know it's like you, you graduate college you can go then try and find a job and these are like the people to find that work from mm-hmm. is this this kind of court this is why they help hold the fe- the, the festival yeah. um yeah no all kinds of places to go and I'm realizing this kind of at the end of this this is fantastic in world building because I have five bands now that i can just plop into you know D <laughs> that have history to them yeah um, oh yeah that's and i cool. didn't have to do any of the work in making them you guys made all of them <laughs> it was fantastic yeah, that's that's pretty cool now uh, any, I, anytime we listen or we play in your world again we're going to be listening for name uh, drops and oh yeah <laughs> yeah well that's one thing i was i was kind of excited about because uh, after after we've signed off of the podcast a couple times, Alex and Caleb and I have talked about like, well, what's what's the next phase of the podcast after all the one shots are done, uh, which is maybe something we could talk about. But, uh, you know, the uh, one of the topics that was thrown out was going back to a long campaign, maybe even going back to Haven. And I was sitting here like taking notes. Like if we go back to Haven, I'm going to know all these bitches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's 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 lore to be had there yeah. for sure. Well, I I cut you off, Dash. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Did Uh-oh. I cut him off? <laughs> no, no, you're good. Uh, no, I was just uh, I'm curious to know like what <laughs> now that Abdi is like revealed his shape shifting and then mm. uh, was then immediately utilized for uh, <laughs> bad deeds. If now he'll just continuously do that, like you know if he goes on being like oh i can just shape shift and manipulate people oh, that's fantastic <laughs> yeah, i mean this 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 makes things really easy like life uh you know is really simple if i just become somebody else yeah it makes the vibes it makes the vibes better it yeah it, it smooths things out so then the real question is what is abdi have like because i know like with a lot of changelings like they have their real name and then they have their like persona is Abdi like the changeling's name or is that like your persona's name? I, in my mind, like Abdi, like had never really like explored his changeling likeness. Like he, he just kind of like, this is something that I can do, but I, I he never really understood it. 
so yeah, I think he is Abdi the Changeling, and then he'll just like take on a bunch of different personas from here on out. Yeah, he could be anybody in the future, I guess. That's interesting. Uh yeah. What I about? I think he'll always just go with the flow, though. I think he's just like he's got to find that groove, and as long as he can stay in that groove, man. Well, that's what changelings where, do. Where does the flow fall on the uh, spectrum of alignment? Uh, neutral. I was just, I was just, just going straight neutral, neutral, neutral all the way. Yeah, I like neutral. neutral. I like uh, when I was when I was trying to actually play him, like thinking about his alignment. I was trying to think. Well, he just he wouldn't he wouldn't go either direction. Like uh, when we went into the cave and it was you know this war going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, well, we should stop the war. It's like, well, the war's going on and the groove is there. Yeah, I true mean, the, neutral, man. The, the music is going because of this war. I'm war is bad, but whatever. I mean, this war is bad. Yeah. <laughs> what makes a man's heart go neutral? Is it a lust for gold, power? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It was fun playing like a, a neutral character like that that didn't really, he just wanted to go along, man. Yeah. Even, it, even in the, uh, when we went into the, with the vampires and they were doing the, yeah. the, the curse thing. And Alex was like, you know, uh, you know, roll for to, to see if you resisted. I'm like, I'm like, no, he would just go with the flow. He's just <laughs> yeah. not even going to resist. He'll just hmm. become well, a vampire, you, or whatever. And not only that, not only that, you were like, okay, yeah, we can allow the ritual to continue if we can go too. Like you were just like, yeah. <laughs> you were like ready to sacrifice people and stuff. Well, I would have sacrificed the whole group. I mean, ah, we're just going. I mean, we got to get to that thing that we needed. I guess I don't know. Oh, <laughs> What's interesting if is if. If you want to get meta on it, you know, they say a lot of times that like true neutral characters don't really work all that well. But I think the idea that you had for like the vibe helped a lot. But then also having a really proactive party like <laughs> makes it doable. So if anybody's listening <laughs> and thinking about a true, na- true natural uh, neutral character, consider who your group is going to be playing with. Because I could have totally seen a character like that falling apart in another group, but. We've all been vibing together for so long now. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Could you? And, and wanting to get along with Elias uh, uh, was one of those things like, well, he's going to turn bad. <laughs> like, he's he's going to have these like negative attributes because Elias is going to make him be bad. <laughs> it's like Fable on Xbox. You, you yeah. make enough wrong decisions eventually. No, it was you weren't gonna be bad. It's you know you were gonna start kind of benefiting Elias. (laughs) 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 Nothing bad about. Yeah, you're helping a friend out. Yeah, he'll take he'll take the guilt. You can uh, wash your hands of it. Was what would your guys's characters be doing after completing the festival? Like we're kind of getting that with Abdi a little bit, but. In more explicit terms, what do you guys go off and do now? Now that it's over, we've had our medal ceremony, you know, like at the end of New Hope. I I think Rumnan would probably um, see what's going on with the Shaft Shakers, uh, see if there's a change of heart there. But I think he's kind of liking the current arrangement and maybe seeing how that that goes. It's definitely been the most excitement and fulfilling uh stuff he's done probably certainly better than killing a person he loves in the mines so you know there's that certainly certainly (laughs) is there any hope for the future of um woody and the goldfish or that's what roman's hoping yeah i I could see some like reunion tours yeah just like like every spring we get together and go and 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 make some cash and then go our separate ways Maybe maybe we we show up as uh, as guest performers at the next traveling festival. Oh yeah, right. The, the you know veterans, we're like a yeah. we're like alumni. You know, well how we're like the closing <laughs> act of the final ceremony. That's a good question for for Alex. Is like, is there a certain level of like prestige and renown that we get for completing every leg of the traveling festival? Oh, or is I everybody? Mean- yeah, Woody, Woody and the Goldfish, they y'all have have done something that nobody else has before, right? Everyone that goes on this, they they play a number of shows, they do one quest, and that's it. 
you all did all four quests and saved the the uh uh moon queen and we're on the moon like yeah this is you 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 were creating your own legend (laughs) and we prevented an everwinter you did prevented the everwinter just the fact that we were a hodgepodge of a bunch of musicians who got together like the day that the mm-hmm. event started, like that's got to be legendary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're like the violin player that Rhett played with. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> we, we, we just showed up. <laughs> he got paid. Made our instruments. <laughs> yeah. Someone went bankrupt because of it. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Let's leave town. Yeah, I don't think he ever got the rest of his money either. Uh, so, sorry, Josh. Um, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I think so, too. Meanwhile, Rhett's counting his $1.67. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I already spent it. So No, actually, yeah. I, I, I invested that on Wall Street, and now it's $2.19. <laughs> Damn. Um. Yeah, that's actually kind of fun to think about. Like, the, like we've done something, and imagine the songs we're going to write about being on the moon. Yeah. Like, that's that's something to think about. Like, there oh, yeah. and there is a song in there somewhere, like "Midnight for the Moon Queen" or something like that. You Ooh, know, like "Sonata of the Moon Queen" or moon yeah, Queen I was going sonata. for alliteration, but yeah, well, "Moon Queen" sonata is pretty good though. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's much better than "Sonata for the Moon Queen." That just yeah. doesn't flow. No, and it's yeah. bad uh, grammar. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, there's that too, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what's what's Elias go off and do other than other than you know what he does with Woody and the Goldfish? He's just going back to hustling, grinding. Yeah, yeah are you, you and know? Abdi gonna be some sort of dynamic duo from here? A- on out? Every time the band gets back together, we're pulling Elias from some grift (laughs) (laughs) it's like blues brothers you guys ever seen blues brothers oh yeah (laughs) elias why are you wearing a priest's robe (laughs) actually you you know what i was thinking is that you know after his experience of getting kicked out from the choir right you know the church found out like hey i think elias realized oh you know what there's probably more money if i start a church oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) there you go (laughs) And now with the renown of Woody and, and the Goldfish, right? Oh, yeah. He can also form his own church choir. Oh, so God. he'll I, I could see him just <laughs> hunkering down becoming like a televangelist. Oh no. And uh, <laughs> and and obviously pulling Abdi in for the occasional miracle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Abdi couldn't walk before tonight. And now he i love that idea i can also equally see like you know we leave the traveling festival and uh, elias has these illusions of grandeur like rolling through his head but then the church choir comes back and they're like you know we can tell that you're really sorry for what you did and we wanted to handle it in-house we didn't report you to the authorities and i think you learned your lesson so we're going to invite you back Oh to no! If they invited you back, would you take it, or would you? Are you already on to form your own church? No, I'm going to form my own church. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm, I'm not going guys. back. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recruit some of the former choir members, right? Because you know, <laughs> yeah. they want to come be with Daddy Elias. So. <laughs> <laughs> I He's love waiting it. for maybe that five hundred three may- paperwork to come through. Maybe that's uh, that's something that could show up in Haven again if we ever go back. Is you run into a church that's obviously just a scam. <laughs> <laughs> your yeah, like, your like mug pictured real big on the. <laughs> yeah, what would the church be called? It would be like I don't know. There's got to uh, be something funny here. Uh, the Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> we have the exact same clientele too. What's funny about the idea of a corral is that it kind of goes with the language of like the shepherd, the flock, yeah. the pasture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have your golden calves. Yeah. yeah. The golden calves. Yeah. Communion wafers the size of a dinner plate. <laughs> yeah. All you can eat communion wafers. <laughs> That's oh, the stick. Yeah. yeah. There's a communion wafer buffet. <laughs> 
<laughs> trough of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah it's kind of like a church of hedonism in a way. Just yeah. people yeah. Just getting super drunk, and I'm like, hey, you know. <laughs> about the vibes as long as you leave the yeah. donation at the door you can come on in the first vibration <laughs> church <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh what uh Rhett, what about woody but what's he gonna do now um i don't know woody's first passion is is playing the quibble but breeding them has always been kind of a good <laughs> lucrative lucrative side business you know so yeah. i think if I imagine that like if 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 some of the people, especially in the fake court, were as interested in the quibble as they sort of let on in the story that he would definitely spend some time making sure that they got appropriate quibbles. And who knows if, you know, maybe the quibble business spirals out of his control. He has to play quibble a little bit less. Um, you know, I don't know. He's he's definitely not a, a businessman first, but mm. I think there's something to be said about evangelizing for the quibble. So. Maybe I could bring your quibble breeding into the fold of the golden corral. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> make it like a two-fold thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Not only is this a church, it's a farm too. We've got corrals, we've got it's a quibbles. breeding farm. <laughs> yeah, I definitely the quibble was one of those things that was one of my favorite parts about this one. Is like whenever <laughs> it came up, it was yeah. just it was so funny to like imagining it in my head. <laughs> I spent so much fucking time trying to like because I got this ridiculous idea that I wanted my character to not play a typical instrument and i spent so much time trying to figure out what the fuck it would be i can't even remember how i came up with quibble but but then i spent i had the idea of like this fucking bird that you would play and do all this shit and i couldn't think of a fucking name and i was like I was like, you know what? The name doesn't matter. So I went to like, I found some gibberish generator online <laughs> and I picked the first word on it, which was quibble. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah quibble works. <laughs> Good enough uh, for me. Yeah. yeah I think, I uh, think the quibble set the tone for this, this arc. I think that, that introduction, <laughs> it was just like, this is the direction we're going. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Alex, I have to ask, are, mm. are Quibble now a canon creature in Haven? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I've been okay. I've been thinking it's like, oh, I guess I should make a little stat block for him. I should where do they come from? All this, all this stuff. Is the, the dangers of having it? players come up with stuff, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to put them in your world. Right. Is is Balin gonna write about the Quibble in his Oh yeah, for sure. His, yeah. his encyclopedia? If he was there for that, if he was there for that last show, he would have definitely seen the quibble. He would have definitely been intrigued by it. Um, And he 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 would be writing about it in his journal or or whatever it would be. I do like the idea of him having like a, you know, like a um, his own version of like the hitchhiker's guide. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like the the planeswalker's guide to the multiverse or whatever. Yeah. Love it. But love it. Definitely can dig some quibble solos. Yeah. yeah. And that was the other thing. I, I wanted something too of like this idea of like, <clears throat> well, and I, and I bought that stupid uh, automaton toy <clears throat> as inspiration. And the automaton, you guys saw it. I, I guess you guys couldn't hear it, but it has like no set notes. You just like slide your finger up and down. And so it's like, quote unquote, microtonal, right? So I got this idea for the bird, like, well, what if it didn't have set notes? And so the music that you play on it <laughs> sometimes doesn't quite make sense unless you really understand what you're doing with the quibble or like doing something avant-garde, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that was the whole thing with him getting kicked out of the band. They're like, we don't get it. We don't get it, dude. <laughs> but Woody was so good at the quibble that eventually they were like trying to fucking play a chicken later on. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that scene. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. That was all the vindication I needed. Yeah. <laughs> so what does everyone think that their respective uh, bands that they were a part of are doing now? Are they successful or no? Did they break well, up? I mean the the choir is still going to keep going i mean they're funded by a church so i'm yeah. not too worried about that until yeah. i recruit the members away yeah <laughs> that's yeah so that's what i think they're doing i feel I, like i would the, like to hear an episode of that happening me trying to recruit choir members yeah <laughs> like the kind of what kind of uh well, um, ob- verbalisms becomes- you're going to use Abdi becomes one of the the priests and and then goes in and manipulates them into like uh, falling back to 
uh, Elias. And, yeah, I, I, I could mm-hmm. see it. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I imagine the Insomnia Collective caught up with the that that other group, and uh, I don't know what their deal was. Really, did they actually steal the the uh, orb and give no, it? No, the um, the Winter Queen took over the Kestra Queen like oh. months ago. Uh, was was kind of the 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 plan there um so yeah if they as they kind of try and follow up with basically a confused group who thought they were going to a party um i'm imagining that the somnia collective has their own little feywild adventure like yeah, they have oh boy it's like a little mini adventure yeah. that would be funny i'd love to see an episode of that just unfolding mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, I definitely think uh, Ashes of Asmodeus, they were, they were, you know, (laughs) they had skill outside of Woody, but it was Woody's brainchild. So who knows where it's going to go? I think that uh, Woody would be more than happy to see them continue on and figure out a way to define their band without the quibble. Mm. Um, He loved watching them fall apart and try to play a fucking (laughs) chicken and all that. But, um, you know, as far as their heavy metal chops and things like that, they were they were solid. They just got to find uh, they got to find their own voice now without Woody. So yeah. I, I like that a group of Alex Dash Milo and Caleb <laughs> exist <laughs> in the world in canon. <laughs> yeah. I hope we run into at least one of them from, at some point. You know, some of us have pretty D and D names like Milo Dash. Rhett is pretty D and D. We've talked about this, and we even, all agree even that Alex Caleb, is pretty D and D. Like Caleb is a little modern, but yeah, we we all agreed <laughs> that Caleb is the ten year old boy that everybody hates. So yeah, well, the, the annoying, pe- like petulant child. <laughs> it's impossible to hate something so far beneath you. So <laughs> <laughs> I can make it easy. I'm sure. <laughs> One thing that I found really really hard throughout this whole campaign was, <clears throat> like, the idea of playing a bard. This was the first time I've played a bard in 5e. Um, and I don't know what it was. It was a struggle for me. I don't know. Granted, I was the only one fucking using my bardic inspiration the whole time. I don't know what you guys were doing, but I use mine. I use mine a couple times. I, I use mine quite a bit to do a lot of extra damage. Uh, it's all about how you use your bardic yeah. inspiration. I think I only used it once or twice, but I, I definitely used it. I don't remember why I constantly kept casting it on Milo. I was like, whatever, he's doing stuff. I'll give it, I'll give it to that, Milo. Yeah, you had that weird bonus one. Yeah, that, that doesn't work normally. Yeah, because uh, I was the school of creation. Mm. And that was the other thing. I had this dope ability to create an item, magic, like just create it. And I could not ever think of a fucking use for it. The only thing I could think of the entire time was like, okay, guys, we're going to sneak up on them and I'll create an anvil above their heads and we'll push it down <laughs> like fucking wily Coyote yeah. or something, you know, like none of it made any sense. So finally, when I got to use the orb at the end and then Balin came and smashed it, I was like, you yeah, motherfucker. that was so good though. When you were like, when you touched it, did you hear a song? Yeah. That was the sound of creation. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty that- cool. <laughs> That moment, I I felt bad doing because it's like you were doing this thing to try and, you know, find out who it was, see who was looking at it. Um, And like, this is a good plan. This is a good plan. The problem was you told her about it. Yeah. Immediately. You went to the you went to the imposter queen, immediately told her what you were going to do and then did it. And I'm like, well. So she's not going to give anything away. Yeah, that's a really good point and a really I'll, bad mistake on our I'll part too. Balin <laughs> break it, and and he's like, "Here, come talk to my group, and they 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 can give you some info." Yeah, because I, I was struggling if, with what to do with that. That if scene. we suspected her at all, we should not have told her our plan. Yeah. I'm now realizing, but oh well. See, it was still fun and worked out. I I, I think part of my issue too is it like if if you have to give yourself a class in real life like i'm probably closest to a bar you know mm. so it didn't sometimes it didn't feel like role-playing that much like not that woody was anything like me really but um you don't but, raise quibbles no <laughs> i don't know there was a bit of ego well, the ego, there's sure. a crossover like i said i am a bard in real yeah, life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really hard for me and what's weird is i play uh so many 
like a lot of uh, one shots I run outside of the podcast. I have a bard in every single one. Oh, geez. And I'm like, there's got to be something here for me. But yeah. I, I couldn't quite connect with it for some reason. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just my character. He was kind of a. Maybe it was the school too. I put too much emphasis on trying to do something unique and kind of fell flat. What about you guys? How did you like playing a bard? And like me with my creation object thing, I I couldn't find a good use for it. What about you guys? Anything that you couldn't quite find a good footing for or. Um, I I mean, (laughs) I built mine solely for role play. (laughs) (laughs) Basically he, it's like he dumped everything into deception. (laughs) 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 He's like, I really just have to be good at deceiving the shit out of people. (laughs) Uh, So as far as like tactically wise, like combat wise, I was pretty useless. That's the only thing that I regret is I was like, I wish I had some effective fighting thing, but I was mostly all utility, baby. <laughs> uh, which is tough because I, I like, uh, you know, DD, I like dealing damage. I like killing things. Yeah. But yeah. So that's the only thing that was difficult for me. Anyone else? Uh, I I don't know. I felt like th- there's there was a lot of stuff that Rumlin had that I didn't use but i didn't feel like it was necessary and i didn't feel like i was missing out like i felt like he, he used the things that he would have used in these situations and it it didn't really yeah i don't know it didn't really bother me to not use some of the stuff and it and he had stuff that made sense for his character and it just you know if if i was in that world i would only have what i you know yeah, but no, it makes sense. And that's a that's a I guess that's a, a fault of my own because we've talked about this before, but when I'm getting into the one shot, it's a it's a chance for me to experiment with something mm-hmm. and I want to like fully experiment with these try things. Out and all so the toys. I want to drive, yeah. I want to hit every button <laughs> in the car that I'm in, you know. I want to see what they all do. I want to see how the autopilot is and the self-park is and all these things. Like and so for me, a lot of times it's like, how many features can I pack into my character? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I noticed that from your recent submission. Uh, <laughs> to, right. For my one shot. Yeah. Well, you did even like remember, like for doing Bucky, it was like, let me invent this fake concept yeah. and like. Uh, and then granted, you know, other better rules came out later on, but that might be uh, why that might be why I don't feel like I really missed out on using Rumnan because I picked two very straightforward classes. I, I did barbarian and bard, and I didn't really pick any sort of weird schools or, you know, anything like that. And so I knew what yeah. everything did and I'd seen it in, in play and stuff. Yeah. And so it wasn't really. Like, I didn't feel like, oh, I need to show off this shiny new thing. Whereas yours tends to be a little bit more creative and and obscure because you're trying things out specifically. Yeah. I always feel, I don't know how you guys feel. I always feel really constrained by the rules of D&D sometimes. Like, um, not that there's not a lot of rules and things like this, (laughs) but like when you're creating a character, the template of every character is largely the same. Like, you get your subclass at the same level and you get these abilities that largely are balanced with one another and they really lean like they're kind of flavored towards one stat or another and especially i feel like the deeper we get into 5e like rules coming out they're even like you know everything's even operates the same like they're like well you can cast this ability a number of times if your proficiency bonus per day and like all of this and so Mm -hmm. a lot of times you have cool abilities but they largely work mechanically like another ability for another class would mm. but reflavored yeah. for that does that make sense yeah yeah it's just like balancing on any computer rpg game yeah. you know like yeah like i tend to pick a wizard or a druid i like to do damage over time or i like to nuke something <laughs> and yeah. so every class is going to have something that that is efficient in their play style you know yeah for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, 5e is catering to all of those people who like to mid-max their characters out. So yeah. we don't just yep. have a bunch of barbarians running around. Like <laughs> yeah. We have a, a mixture of a bunch of different classes. Well, yeah. and, it, and it works because you can pick any class and you can find, uh, you know, find something that uh, fits that, the style you want to play. I, right. I like- and it doesn't deviate too much. So you can you can play every class. Yeah. Some of them, the action economy gets really different sometimes. But I do love... Alex, uh, and I, I'm doing this for my one shot too. Um, 
the fact that you kind of stripped away the multi-class requirements for oh, the yeah, attributes. Yeah. So like I could be a barbarian and a bard, even if my particular character didn't necessarily have the strength mm-hmm. requirement or whatever that a barbarian would have for a multi-class. Um, so that kind of gives you a new and access to some new ingredients when you're kind of cooking up a lower level character that kind of makes it makes it mm-hmm. interesting, I think. And yeah, that's the thing is, is with all of that is all of this is, you know, you can you can change all these rules as much as you as much as we want to. Um, if something doesn't feel right, you know, it, change it. It can yeah. feel better a different way. Um I know something yeah. I did that 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 last uh, this last episode we did was I kept that um, enhanceability through like the whole party just because yeah. you know there's there's reasons it lasts an hour in game but for the narrative of what we were doing it didn't need to yeah, yeah. Um, you know your your wizard doesn't have to have intelligence as their spellcasting ability it could be wisdom it could be something else yeah um, you know it's it's there to have fun with for sure cool. That's one thing I find about like, especially when I was playing a, a wizard in Milo's one shot adventure was like, well, okay, if I just read the rules explicitly, I have a really strong case to make with Milo when I'm like, well, look, this is what this does, you know, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's extra nice when a DM like can yeah, go okay, sure. It. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. Already, like gold fishing the fucking Kraken or whatever, like turning the <laughs> yeah. Kraken into a little floppy boy. Mm-hmm. But by, by the way, uh, Woody and the Goldfish, that name, best name ever. I think. <laughs> it's like, a great name, yeah. <laughs> Much better than Woodboard Stone or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Woodland Stone Sticks. I pulled yeah. it up earlier. Yeah, Woodland Stone Sticks. Yeah. I mean, that's not that bad. Now that you it's, say it like that, I'm like, okay. it sounds like a car salesman. That could be our avant-garde like <laughs> studio act where we make like really ridiculous records. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There yeah. no no or lyrics. Chris Gaines or whatever. All. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you play the smaller shows under that name. Only the true fans know to come to those shows. Yeah, yeah. fools. Yep. <laughs> we hang out in the crowd before the show. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, I thought it was really great to be back in Haven. I was really nostalgic for that. It was a real a real treat for me to start the traveling festival at uh zephyrus's and adrian's um theater that yeah. was that was a real treat um having balen show up and every time that feels like a special little birthday present <laughs> for me so thank you all for yeah. <laughs> mustering that one up i mean we got to see uh my very first D character uh grumble thor was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, was in the bar cameo. yeah oh was, he was your first my very first D&D i didn't know character. that that's, that's cool. cool i knew i knew that it was a callback but i didn't realize how close that was mm-hmm. that's how cool. long ago was that 2008 Oh, wow. Little while. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Crazy. Uh, what what is everybody's favorite scene that that we had in the traveling festival? Yeah, personally, I loved everything that happened with Vampire Hunter Spider. I thought Dang. that was just like the specifically the when we got into the ritual area, that I was that was really cool. That was fun. I felt really useful. I cast like cast some spells that I would have never cast otherwise, and they were really effective, like the silent spell. Like just such a great, fun, flavorful spell that really fucked up their stuff. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then the debate with him about the juice. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was that oh, yeah. was my favorite part was was Rhett's line is when he's like, So you're a vampire with extra steps? Yeah. Isn't that just vampirism with extra steps? That made me laugh so hard. That's easily my favorite line. I uh, figured out like what the fuck he was going on about. I'm like, bro, yeah. <laughs> you can't just wait for the vampires to kill people and so you can kill the vampires. That's what it felt like it was naturally gonna lead to, you know. Yeah, it's I think- like I've got a toddler home and that's exactly how toddlers think. You know, they're just like, <laughs> oh, OK, if I just wait for the bad things to happen, I can reap the benefits on my yeah. own. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even have to get my hands dirty. Uh, oh. I think my favorite part was uh, imagining uh, the band playing to the music that they were playing in the basement with with, with oh, Tina. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're playing 
yeah. on stage with the music that was going through the caves, being synthesized and mixing with that was uh, great. The the music of the the battles that were going on and mm-hmm. just like the whole like circular motion of that <laughs> that moment uh, was really great in my mind and and the way I envisioned it was really really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I think so too. I, I agree too. I loved that. That was a really strong first leg to start out. With. Mm-hmm. Like I loved that. And the little, de- the little details, like the uh, crystal crab that, that um, we had to take care of. Yeah. We there going was, through that cave. System. There were so many little things. And one thing I will say is that uh, this is the first time I've really felt um or maybe like saw the connection of like the music magic connection that Mm. like bards clearly have in the book. But like a lot of times, like people play bards and like, they just shoot their bow and they give bardic inspiration and maybe cast, um, you know, cutting words or Tasha's hideous laughter or something like that. And like, that's, that's what they do. Mm. Like this was like the first, it kind of was fun. Like the music was really front and center. Like I love music, and so envisioning us like role playing those like silly little shows at the each at, at the end of each leg was like so fun. Being able to visualize how the magic of fucking Dungeons and Dragons could enhance or detract or alter or bring out you know different aspects of a show that was really fun and cool. Yeah, it was like a true bard story, like it from was. beginning to end. Yeah. because we were we were gaining stories and we're building music, and the music was a part of the magic of the world. And yeah, it was dope. It was really cool. In, in the last mm-hmm. leg, those those stories that we built up in in just our adventure paid off because they got us information from mm-hmm. from the higher court members, like. When I when I mentioned the vampire story, that kind of piqued their interest, and we got a little bit of info. I think that's when I drew the name from the hat. And then yeah, and one of else... them was like, one of them was like, "Oh, you've hunted with vampire hunter yeah, spider? Yeah. Oh, he only hunts with the best." You know, yeah. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're the fucking best. We're we're fucking Woody and the Goldfish." <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember somebody else explicitly gave uh, some like told a story of something that happened to us mm-hmm. and, and then somebody essentially just forked over some gold information for us. I can't remember if it was, yeah, that was, kind of, that was the, uh, that was kind of like the, the hurdle. that was the payment for getting the clues was, mm-hmm. was tell us cool stories. And yeah. it's like, well, you just came, you just found a bunch of cool stories, you know, the past, yeah. past few uh, visits. Yeah. I love it. That was fun. What a fun way to pack in a lot of Haven lore a lot of hate yeah. concepts into it. This, this one that's, shot. Yeah. That's what, that's what it felt like too. It was, it was, I, I wish we could have done this, you know, a year two year long campaign. Um, mm-hmm. But it was nice to, to kind of, you know, like hit the stories and then once they're done, okay, off to the next one. It was, I was, I was trying to balance that, you know, you know, f- trying to f- not feel too rushed, but also trying to feel like there was some, um, I don't know what urgency. the word is. Urgency. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Urgency oh, yeah. to the, to the, what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and I think that came across pretty well. It was nice. Like you never rushed us through the adventures. Some of the adventures we slam dunked and we moved on to the next one. Others we, we played through a little bit like the vampire thing that ended up being about four episodes, mm-hmm. but they don't, they're not like, they're not fluffy, right? Mm-mm. They're not wasted. Like it was mm-hmm. all fun yeah. to play and listen to. So and there was, wasn't there, well, I feel like you had a timer for one of the things that we did. That yeah, was the remember the puzzle one. with the dragon. Yeah, That's yeah. right. That's right. The coins. I think yeah. that, yeah, that was, I've been wanting to do that for so long. But that That's fight cool. that ended up happening, I loved that. Yeah. Where it was like trying to keep this thing at bay while you just were struggling to get this machine to do what you wanted. And yeah, it all kind of came together. That was, that was cinematic for me. I feel like I don't everybody's feel like just. Disappointed that we didn't kill the dragon outright, though. No, I wasn't. Uh-huh, Milo, I think Milo. I was. I wanted yeah. to kill the dragon. <laughs> yeah. So did Obdi because that's where the vibe was, man. Yeah. We the were killing this there. dragon. <laughs> the vibes were there, guys. Yeah, we yeah. disrupted the flow. I don't know. That sounds like murder away. hobo with extra steps. <laughs> uh, do you? So this goes to everybody. Um, 
except for Alex. Sorry, Alex. Um, <laughs> uh, would you play your character again in a longer scenario or, or are you kind of feeling like, oh, I did what I needed to do with this character. I'd like to explore something different. Yeah. Um, I kind of said it before, but I, I really struggled to find my footing with this one. And I don't know what it was like. I, I mean, I find my, find my footing with Woody. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun playing him, had a lot of fun role playing him, had a lot of fun with the quibble and the music and the party was really well balanced and matched mm. in that regard of like role playing aspects. Like everybody had a really good distinct voice, mm. which was great. Um, but I don't know if I would play Woody much longer than I did. Yeah. Um, I would play a bard potentially, but I'd have to I'd have to think of something different. Yeah. What about you, Dash? Um, I, I mean, he could be fun to play again, but yeah, you said he was pretty limited in terms of combat. So I'm not sure how that flavors. Yeah. I mean, if I did, I would probably want to tweak him or like tweak some of his abilities, but overall, usually like when I play a character, I I tend to, my thing is like, I get excited about creating a new character. Mm -hmm. I get really excited about, you know rethinking a new concept and then trying to make that work like not just like ability or class wise but like role play wise like how is this character interact with the world around him so i so probably no i mean i yeah. and that really kind of goes with like every character i play yeah yeah and you've really kind necessarily... of you've experienced it with them now they're on the show yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 well and that's what at least with the one shots that's been the beauty is like you know that it's not going to be forever. So you can definitely try something that you wouldn't normally try. And that's what I did with Woody. Yeah. What about you, Kiva? <laughs> uh, oh, I, I mean, Milo, sorry. Playing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Abdi, he's, uh, I mean, he just goes with the flow, man. Uh, he's, he's, he's a <laughs> character you? that you could just pick up at any point and just flow. He, Do you feel needs, like you could play him for for like needs, a whole season? He needs a supporting cast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if oh, I, yeah. I couldn't imagine playing him with like the wrong group, like he fit right? in really well with this group. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, he's he just kind of exists, and yeah, there's not much depth to like the play with him. He's fun. Mm. I love you know just getting down in there in that group and feeling it man i'm curious that's where i belong (laughs) abdi has this kind of darker harsher side to him too that came out and like in one of the first one of the first episodes (laughs) he was getting annoyed with his bandmates and then like this demon voice came out of him yeah Mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's something i really didn't explore at all uh like he has like this warlock side to him uh and and he has a little bit of uh darkness in his background but i never really flushed it out so Mm. it's one of those things that was like yeah it would be cool if he had like some warlock abilities (laughs) his patron is the vibe (laughs) (laughs) and i was like "Eh, i'll flush it out eventually and yeah it, it kind of like just kind of evolved into okay he's willing to do some you know messed up stuff to get yeah. whatever he wants to get the flow <laughs> did you did you have the haunted one um uh, background uh, or whatever no i went with uh just hex blades curse or hex blades uh hex warrior uh oh. and use psychic blades um, I had uh, the College of Whispers, which I was kind of disappointed. I never got to use words of terror, like uh, make someone like super paranoid and go kind of crazy if you get them alone uh, <laughs> yeah, for like, man. yeah, yeah. It, it sounded really cool, but it's just like, yeah, I just don't see the opportunity to use it. But yeah, yeah. interesting. Well, uh, I would definitely play Rumnan again. Um, like I said, he's kind of like just a straight character, straight bard, straight barbarian, nothing too crazy. And so it's easy to jump in with him. I feel like, I feel like he has a lot more story to tell too. Like, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe um, I could see that. Yeah. So, but uh, I had fun playing them and yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. Well, um, anything else you guys want to talk about for, for the traveling festival, the last episode, your characters, Mm. Alex. I've I've got a I've got a final just little little 
interesting bit of information about the courts from the last episode. There were four courts that mm-hmm. you could talk to and get clues from. They filtered in throughout the night. Um, you know, they all had different names. Uh, the court of theaters was there originally. They were there when you guys got there. They're also the court of theaters, you know, interested in what you might, you guys might want to do. Uh, that is the only court that you didn't talk to the entire time <laughs> was the one that was there the whole time and was about theaters free of guilt. They clearly didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I do recall making a joke about thespians or something. But, yeah. Yeah, you uh, did. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's the, you know, interesting. That's funny, That's funny. how it works out. Well, now that we tends gotta... to be with the, yeah. We got to redo that episode now. Don't don't put something as like, okay, they'll go to this first because that's, you know, (laughs) it's available. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's never how it works out. That's never how it works out. (laughs) Alex, you should know us better by now. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't disappointed. (laughs) I just, I just, you know, thought it was so iconic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that maybe that's going to be our MO as a group of players is he's going to give us uh, uh, an NPC or something that will have all the answers first thing and we always ignore it for some reason <laughs> here's the shiny obvious thing nah yeah. can't be that no <laughs> you know um i'm just gonna guess the moon queen every single time now there you go this is uh, the only one shot we've done so far where we get to we got to do the time honor to i don't Caleb introduced this in the very early days of Chaotic Amateurs as like, this is a thing you do when you play D&D. Like once you get to a certain point, you get to name your party. That's a tradition. Everybody does it. And I don't know if that was true or not, Um, but we've done it in every like long campaign that we've done. Um, And uh, and we got to do it for this one shot. Yeah. Did did we come up with any in the others? Uh, what do you mean? In the long campaigns? No, no. In the other uh, one shots, one shots. No, no, I don't think we did. That's what I mean. Is like oh, this yeah. is the one shot that we've got yeah. to honor that tradition, you know, and it was, you know, because we're a band. We're you a know, band. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of built in. It was like the expectation was there already. But yeah. um, I yeah, love that shit, like naming groups and like shit like that. That's my I love that. I've I in the past, I have not liked that task. But with you guys, it's always the most fun. Because you guys come up with such good, funny things. And I mean, Woody and, and the goldfish. Speaks <laughs> well, for so I think the magnum opus was that we spent two years as Ren and friends. You got to change the span. Man. <laughs> uh, have you heard about us? We're Ren and friends. <laughs> the notorious band of slayers. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> it fit. It fit. It was so fucking awesome. I loved it. And didn't didn't in the end, didn't you kind of leave your God and kind of become your own? Yeah. It, it got yeah. It <laughs> so got it's messy. no longer let me introduce you to Urulagon. It's <laughs> hi, I'm Ren. I'm yeah. I'm a deity. Follow me. Basically. Oh and now, now in this this one, I feel like Dash's character, Elias, is going to be the prophet, and Abdi is going to be the priest. <laughs> so, so Abdi is like, no, you can't go back to the back room. That's where the prophet is. It's a holy place, unless <laughs> you grease the palm or something like that. Yeah. Then you can see the prophet. Grease your Elias. palm before you go in to see the prophet, if you know what I mean. Oh boy, grease that palm, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, cool. guys, this was too much fun. I appreciate y'all bullshit with me about D&D for so long. Um, not often that we get to sit around and, uh, and and talk about it like this as long as we did for this one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. thank Do you. you. Guys, sorry, Brett. Do you want to? I'll ask after. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Fuck you, get listeners. You don't get to know what Caleb is going to say. That one's just for us. So. Thank you all for listening to this special uh, season finale. It's not season finale, uh, series finale. Um, closing out the traveling festival uh, hosted by none other than our illustrious Alex. Uh, he did a fantastic job. You all did a fantastic job as your characters. Thank you for playing with uh, with me. And and uh, thank you, listener, for sticking with us through this whole thing. We hope that you enjoyed the adventure and enjoyed these crit files. Uh, coming up next, 
Does it have a name, Caleb? No. What? Are you going to be not the yet. first one not to yet. not name it? No, I'm going to name it. Are you kidding me? All right. Coming up next, um, temporarily named Gilligan's Isle. Uh, <laughs> it's actually Done. pretty solid. Yep. Yeah, no, it's Done. really good. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, man. You didn't name it. And yeah, bro. His rent names it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> punishment or reward? Uh, take your pick. But uh, we will be back here next Monday with a brand new one shot adventure hosted by none other than Caleb, who is going to guide our characters in our adventuring party through through what I get the sense it might be a little bit of a horror scenario, maybe a little bit thrillful, at least. We'll see what happens. We haven't done one of those, so. <laughs> uh, Is that sarcastic? No, no, we haven't. I like how confused all of us were. <laughs> we wow, Dash gives like an honest note, and we're like, uh, Where's the sarcasm uh, in that? <laughs> which word did he really hit? Son of a bitch, <laughs> really trying to say, Wow, we've never done one of those, Caleb. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> uh, oh we just God. assumed. Yeah. That was too perfect. Uh, On that note, guys, we'll be here back next Monday uh, with Caleb's Adventure. We hope that you'll join us then. Until then, why don't you go ahead and grab your sword and keep on adventuring? I think so, that's the most erotic way you've closed us out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.